Yo, 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 what's good, everyone? Welcome to episode 35 of the In Conversation podcast. I am your host, Andrew Cervantes. Um, Let's hop right into the show. It's talking about Kendrick Lamar's comeback. It's been about five years since we've seen Kendrick Lamar with, you know, with some serious stuff dropping. He has an album coming out, Mr. Morrell and the Big Steppers actually dropping dropping tonight if you're listening in real time um definitely looking forward to that uh it's supposed to drop at midnight but if you're on pacific uh you know coast time 9 p.m tonight which is dope um i know kendrick just dropped the the music video for the the heart part five and it showed oj simpson you know kanye west will smith kobe bryant uh nipsey hustle um basically he was talking from their perspective um you know he he was talking about um if you really listen to the lyrics he was talking about uh his ways of growing up in Compton you know and seeing certain things as a kid and kind of how it works and you know the culture of it uh you know his face was or they used that technology where like you know his face was um the face of theirs if that makes any sense you guys got to watch the music video if you haven't seen it but um you know when basically he was a kanye west um he was rapping about the bipolar disorder you know and all this shit um the one that kind of stood out to me was uh the will smith one right um will smith's part kendrick said a line saying where um hurt people hurt more people you know and it makes sense after that slap, you know what I mean? Hurt people do hurt people. And uh, I feel like, uh, you know, Will Smith lost a lot of respect from people after that whole slap. You know, he made a lot of people look bad, and it's just, it's 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 messed up, you know. And he was one of those people that would always be given, like, a, that was very inspirational and always given wisdom and, you know, game and stuff. So for that to happen, it's just... It sucks, you know. Do, do I think Will Smith is a bad guy? No. Um, I think we all make mistakes, but for him to do that and, you know, build his brand that he's like this great husband and very, like, proper, almost like he had the keys to life, right? And for him to go do that shows that, you know, I mean, no, I know nobody's perfect, but it shows, you know, that he was hurt deep down inside. And like we said, hurt people hurt, you know, more people. And, you know, Kendrick acknowledged that. Um, uh, he started talking from, um, you know, the de- the dead's perspective, you know, with Nipsey Hussle and Kobe Bryant. Uh, and he talked about how they love us and, you know, how to, uh, to celebrate them with respect, um, you know, and just ways to help out the hood. You know, uh, it was like it was, from Nipsey's perspective, it was um, it was like he was talking for the last time to them, you know, saying, make sure my kids listen to my interviews 
and uh, make sure, you know, my fans make investments and this and that, which was dope. And he was talking, I could see if you're Black Sam, uh, Black Sam is Nipsey Hussle's brother. If you were uh, listening to that, I feel like I damn near cried, man. It was just sad, you know, almost like seeing his face, like seeing him alive. And it's almost like he's talking to you, you know what I mean? That shit would be, it would, it probably had me in tears, real talk. But, I mean, that whole thing, I mean, I don't really know where he was going with it. I just... I'm trying to think like where he's going with this album and I can't tell at all. I know this um the album cover came out with uh you know him wearing like a the um the thorn crown, right? He has like a pistol tucked in his belt. They look like they're in like a like a hotel or a motel or something. The girl is laying on the bed, you know, holding a baby and then he's holding a baby as well. And there's like chippings on the wall. I don't really know yet. I don't know the whole thing. I uh I think me and my brother were discussing that Mr. Stepper, or what's the title? It's a uh, Mr. Stepper. <laughs> it's the big steppers means like um you know the gang side of him, and Mr. Morale is like the the side that's like with Christ and family, right? That he's not a bad guy, right? So it's like two different sides of him. You know, you got the family, the you know family man that's you know very close with God and stuff. And then you got the big steppers, right? Which could be like you know people on the streets and the hood people, right? I mean. It's like a balance of both, especially when you come from the hood, right? Um, so that's where that's what I think, you know, that album's gonna be, but I don't know. I think it's gonna be a banger. I Kendrick's albums are always good. The damn album was really good. Um, even in, I went to the damn tour in Sacramento, um, and he was a hell of a performer. He's probably the best concert I've been to. Mm, well, him and Lil Baby were hell of a performers. They were amazing. Kendrick was just very creative, and I feel like he puts a lot of thought into his things. Not that Lil Baby doesn't or nothing, but Kendrick was just different, you know, and he, he had sold out the whole arena. She was, you know, I'm talking upper level, lower level, everything. Lil Baby and Lil Dirk was just a lower level, but, you know, that shows how big he is. So I'm excited for this album to be coming out for sure, but you guys know we do like to talk about finances around here. We are going to be talking about this crash that has been going on pretty harshly the past two days at least um do i know what the hell's going on no um i don't even think even the smartest like crypto billionaires know what the fuck is going on they can't i don't think they could tell you why it's crashing um as of right now i'm down about 17 percent of my portfolio in my tripping absolutely not because you know i have diamond hands here um i mean does it suck to lose money of course it does but this is just a part of the game right uh it's funny because i'm saying this while i'm looking at the wall street bull Uh, i have like a little small one in uh my room but you know the way you get through this if you guys are struggling with this if you guys lack patience or whatever um the way you get through this is you know, is you hold, right? This, I mean, you just have to hold the stocks. This is the way, you know, in the first place you, I mean, this is why in the first place you don't invest what you're willing to lose 100% because if you do that, then you're screwed. You know, I know some people go all in on crypto, their life savings, and they put it in this, they put it in that, or they put it in some random ass fucking shit coin like Shiba Inu. And I don't know, I, that, I think that, crypto is shit um you will never catch me buying none of that um 
I don't know, man. Like, everything is just bad right now. Like, the whole market is bad. It seems like a recession is coming soon. Or if not, it probably already happened or is happening right now. It's literally probably just starting to unfold. It's a, it's a mess. You know, the whole market is fucked up. Only advice I could give you is invest what you're willing to lose 110%. If you have, you know, money saved up and you want to invest, this is a huge, 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 huge opportunity for you to start buying. So I would get ready or if anything, start buying right now because stocks, they're on discount. You know, they're they're definitely a lot, you know, cheaper. Excuse my dog barking in the back and stuff. She's just going crazy. But like I said, you know, this is an opportunity of a lifetime. This is, this doesn't happen all the time, right? So definitely buy, you know, buy when it's red, you know, buy low, sell high. This is the whole, you know, this is the whole thing of the stock market. Will it be down a couple years? Shit, I'm prepared. I'm If this shit wants to keep going down and down and down, I believe in myself and my investments to, I believe I made good investments. Like, I'm confident in that. I'm not worried about, oh, I invested in this shit coin. What I invest in, I do research on. I do. I read articles. I do all kinds of shit before I put my hard-earned money into anything. You know, so that's just my perspective. And I, you know, I I recommend doing that stuff, you know, if you if you don't do it. You know, do a ton of research. Don't, don't follow the hype, you know what I'm saying? Like that Warren Buffett quote uh beef what is it be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful that's a perfect example of right now and best believe you know we're already dipping and i already bought some more stock you know what i'm saying i had to i had to um stock up and i definitely will be stocking up if we're down two to three years so be it i'm prepared i'm not pulling my money out of my account anytime if anything this is a blessing Especially with all the time on my hands and I'm young and I got, you know, money to invest. I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm ready. I just bought some uh, Facebook stock just because it's on, you know, good discount. And I think, you know, Facebook, I believe in Facebook, you know, the whole route they're taking with this um, meta, you know, brand and stuff. So, you know, I bought some of that. Should you buy some of it? Up to you. I'm, this ain't no financial advice or whatever the financial experts say. I just, you know, it's, they're big companies, right? Just put it in an index fund. I don't know. Do what you got to do. I'm just saying right now is a great time to invest because everything is so cheap. Take advantage because if you get, I almost, you know, I don't even want to say it because someone might even not say some shit. I'm just saying stocks are cheap and the chances of them going up are very, 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 very high because they're extremely low right now, right? So with this recession coming in, hopefully in the mar- the housing market comes down so I could get that investment property. I actually got a minute, or a minute, I got a meeting with an angel in like a couple minutes, so this is going to be a faster episode. Uh, I'm sorry if it was rushed or anything, but this is going to be a faster episode because your boy's in talks of getting a, a duplex or a triplex, you know what I mean, to do the, uh, the house hacking method, you know, I'm trying to execute on that and get that ball rolling ASAP, so I'm making calls, doing what I got to do to, you know, get it done. So we'll see, man. Hopefully everything goes as planned. Um, and, you know, hopefully we're blessed enough to, you know, start that. That would be really dope. Um, that'd be dope. But going on to uh, the Gunna and Young Thug 
charges. They are currently sitting in jail. Um, you know, Rappa, Gunna, and Young Young Thug. They're facing Rico charges. Um I saw that Thug had rented a car for a dude that was involved with murder. And I know Thug's brand and, you know, Gunna's brand, it's all the YSL thing. They're basically a gang, but they're like a business too. They have like YSL LLC and, you know, all this stuff. So it's, this is what happens, you know, when you're, you're tied, you still have ties to the hood, right? You get people that are still really in the streets. Then you get the business side of people like Thug that are more professional and try to do, you know, they're making a lot of money, right? I, I don't, I think we could all agree on that. Um... Obviously, they're going to hire the best attorneys. Um, but real talk, honestly, I think that they might do some serious time. Like, I don't think this is going to be no slap on the wrist type shit. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they do like three to five years. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was doing some research on um, Rico charges and, you know, they are very serious. Uh, some examples of those, like if you don't know what it is, is armed robbery hijacking a motor vehicle in the first degree, theft by taking, attempted murder, participation in criminal street gang activity, um, conspiracy to commit a crime, and gun charges. So, you know, that participation in criminal street gang activity, that's what a lot of it is. You know, a lot of these rappers get hit with Rico charges because, you know, the people they hang out with, they'll, they'll be affiliated with a crime and this and that. And then now there's a giant investigation and now they're like on that you know, investigation wall, and, you know, they're, you know, they're suspects, or they're, you know, they're, they just question them and stuff, right, so, they're basically under investigation, and Rico, you know, that shit ain't no joke, dog, like, I hope, you know, they learn from this, I, I don't think they're bad people, some of the people they hang out with are definitely criminals, you know what I'm saying, especially if, you know, one of the cars Thug rented was involved in a murder, that is like a giant red flag. Um, that's, I mean, at least you know he's in the streets, right? He's not like the rat Takashi and shit, just, I don't know, just being a bitch. I don't know. I don't want to get into his ass. But hopefully, you know, they don't do no serious time. But Rico charges are pretty serious, man. So don't be surprised if they get, you know, if they're if they're locked up for, you know, a couple years. You know what I'm saying? Like, it sucks to say, but don't be surprised. You know, they're, they're no joke. Um, on to some sports talk. Canelo Alvarez lost his most recent boxing match. Um, this was Saturday night. I had family over and stuff. Uh, you know, we bought the fight. And, uh, you know, this whole Canelo thing, I was looking into putting like a hundred bucks on Canelo. Because, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, all his fights on zone, he's just been pure. It, they, he's just been dominating, like, completely, like. You know, it's not even fair type of thing. Um, they've actually been pretty boring fights. You know, all his fights on the zone. Um, this one though, I underestimated his opponent Bivol. I think that's how you say it. B i v o l. Um, he's a Russian dude, undefeated. You know, he's a champ. Um, I was gonna put like a hundred bucks on Canelo, but something in my gut was telling me not to. I was just like, you know, it's not worth it. And the risk, like, if you put, like, 100 bucks on Canelo, you would have walked away with, like, 16 bucks. Like, that's how much of a heavy favorite he was. So, fuck that. It's not worth it. Like, you got to take some type of risk when you're gambling, right? Or it's not fun. Um, you know, it sucks because this is going to affect Canelo's legacy. But 
the greats never run from a fight, right? And I mean that because I think this is going to affect affect Canelo's legacy because, you know, his only loss was Floyd Mayweather. Well, now his other loss is from Bivol. And a lot of people, you know, the people that don't really know what they're talking about, they're going to be like, Bivol wasn't really a good fighter, fighter and he lost, like, to this random ass guy. But... I also saw something that Canelo was on like a like a, a plant based diet or something like that. So he had a completely different diet. So I don't know if that was that had something to do with it. But the cool thing about Canelo that you could respect and if you really are a fan of boxing is that he never ran, ran from a fight, right? Like everyone that's like the first contender, they get their shot and he would fight him gladly. He never ran. You know, Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali, they lost multiple fights. They really did. Um that's because they never ran away from fights. Mayweather, on the other hand, strategically fought people at certain times. And we know that's facts because he ran from that Pacquiao fight many times. Um, you know, he I remember when they were trying to make it happen and it was like, no, 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 no. It was just like excuses, excuses. And then he decided to fight Pacquiao after like three years when, you know, Pacquiao wasn't so dominant this is like you know it was like prime pacquiao he basically let some of the prime run out and then he went to him which was still a risk for him but he knew he wasn't as powerful as he was you know three years ago right and you know he has the perfect record you know 50 and 0 but he went through it very strategically but people you know what sounds better right would you rather have a record you know with a couple losses and you'd be like i fought the best of the best because i'm a competitor deep down inside or i didn't fight the best of the best and i strategically planned it so i can have this perfect record you know and i could just look good and it's like the like a blaze of glory right i don't know man i know he never ran from the fight you know what i mean i'm a big fan of floyd mayweather too trust me i i'm a big fan of floyd mayweather i look up to him and stuff but i'm just saying when it comes to the boxing thing he strategically, you know, he fought people at certain times, and this is it's the truth, you know what I mean? So we'll see. Yeah, I know Canelo doesn't have that perfect record, but, you know, I don't know, man. I just have, I think I have a lot more respect for people like that, at least ring-wise. I mean, business-wise, it's a whole other level with me, whether he's just a beast. But we're going to talk about this Warrior blowout loss last night. Um, we're up still, 3-2, um, we're going back to San Francisco tomorrow, game's at 7 o'clock, uh, I was even thinking about going to it, but I think I'm going, go, I think I'm going to go to the Western Conference Finals when we advance, I already know we're going to advance, we're going to advance, um, yeah man, so, this was an embarrassing loss, probably the worst loss of the whole season, um, I don't know the exact score. We were probably lost by like 40. And I know we were down uh, like, I think the lowest we were down was like 55 points or something like that. But I mean, it's embarrassing. But if you've ever been on a team, you know that stuff like this happens. You can't have like a perfect record. I know Steve Kerr just tested positive for COVID a couple days ago. So he had to be absent because or for this game and just you know quarantine and stuff. So Mike Brown was the head coach for the Warriors this time, and this is you know his first away game. And I know he just got the Sacramento Kings job and stuff, and I think that is one of the best moves the Sacramento Kings have ever made in their franchise history. Yes, I'm saying that. I really do think so. I think Mike Brown is a hell of a coach. 
He's been a great assistant coach to Steve Kerr, you know, his like his five or like six, seven years in Golden State. Um, yeah, man, I just think maybe it's it was, you know, a game plan not going through or maybe it wasn't like it was just the fact that you're dropped in like a, you know, like a shock like that. And you just, you know, with the new coach, trust me, it, it does do something. When you're so used to a head coach and, you know, you listen to them, you listen to them and you work with them and the way they have their game plan or they substitute people and this and that, you're so used to that. And I'm sure the Warriors players were so used to Steve Kerr, you know, doing this and that and this and that and listening to him, you know, with the play calling and stuff that when Mike Brown came in, it was just like a shock. It was like, you know, I don't know, getting dropped in like a cold bath. It was like, oh, shit. And you're like, what the fuck is going on? And the chem- like the chemistry wasn't really there because, you know, they're building on it. So to get dropped in like a cold bath like that, it makes complete sense. And I'm not worried at all. I still think Mike Brown is a hell of a coach. It's just like that in sports. And when you're a team, right, when, if, you, if you guys are on a team, I'm sure you guys have, you you know, you know, it's, it's, it's like that. And, uh, you know, I think we'll be fine. I think we're going to win tomorrow in – San Francisco, that's not my ego talking. I'm just, you guys know, I try, I don't really talk with my ego with sports. I try to lay out the facts. And I, you know, I think it's going to be a wrap tomorrow in San Francisco. And I hope it is so we can get rest, so we can play these damn Phoenix Suns. Um, Maybe it'll be the Mavericks. I don't know. I'd rather play the Mavericks. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, we'll see. These playoffs have been lit. I just got a brand new 86 inch TV. So, Yes, I said that right, 86 inches, and um, let me tell you, watching the sports on that damn thing is lit. I got a Harman Kardon speaker. Uh, it's dope, you know, so watching sports on that is is dope. Uh, Niners schedule getting released um, actually in a couple hours at 5 o'clock today. Um, this should be up by 5 o'clock, but let me see some... If you guys haven't looked it out right now, I'm going to look at this in real time. If you guys haven't um, checked the schedule, I'm going to leak some already. Because, uh, you know, some leaks have been happening. Um, the 49ers home opener will be uh, it'll be a week two against the Seattle Seahawks. Actually, I just got a live update on that. So I guess our home opener is going to be against the Seahawks. I was at that game last year and i'm definitely not going back fuck the seahawks um especially with eleanor russell wilson like fuck that who even cares about the seahawks all the seahawks fans are bronco fans now um let's see i know one of them is going to be the niners are heading to denver for week three in a prime time sunday night football match week three so that'll be dope as fuck i saw the season opener is going to be against chicago you know you got a little quarterback action justin fields versus trey lance Another one that's going to be really fun that I'll probably be at is the 49ers are going to host the Chargers week 10 on November 13th on Sunday Night Football. So that's prime time. Me and my brother have been talking about going to that one, so I definitely will be there. And trust me, I'm going to the night games because your boy is not trying to pass out at a game again. Fuck that. Um, the Niners are going to be playing the Commanders on Christmas Eve, supposedly. I definitely will not be there. Who cares about the Commanders and it's Christmas Eve? Um... We'll host the Saints week 12, supposedly. Um, everyone's waiting for that Niner and Raider game, you know, to get announced so they can start booking their trips. I hope to God that it's the weekend between October, I think, fifth or 14th and 17th. Oh, my God. I'm going to be in Vegas for that time. So if that 
If that Niner and Raider game is on that weekend, it was just destiny because I'm going to be there with my family, my cousins. We're all Niners and Raider fans. So if that game is that weekend, and I'm going to find out in a couple hours, if that game is that weekend, it was just meant to be because that is crazy. I turned 21 October 15th, and that's a Saturday night. So if the game is October 16th, Niners versus Raiders, that'll be destiny. You know, I'll definitely be there. Um, yeah, man, that's pretty much it. Today was a quicker episode. Uh, I have a meeting in about 20 minutes to get this thing going, like I said. So, you know, I appreciate you guys listening. Um, leave that five-star review. Uh, you know, thank you guys. Follow the Instagram page at In Conversation Pod, and uh, I'm out of here, man. Peace. Yeah,